Hit the key that works. Oh man. All right. <laughs> So, folks, it's all true. Just received confirmation from Sarah Marples that it was indeed Apollo 1 with the disastrous, was it the door that wouldn't open? That's what I read on Google. And they burned to the death? Oh, yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar. In my mind, Apollo 1 through 12 were all just, just killing historic disasters. Yeah. And then Tom Hanks yeah. came in the picture. Rescued the entire idea of space exploration. I, th- I think it was Gary Sinise that really brought it all together. You talking about Mission to Mars? <laughs> Was he, he was in Apollo. He was yeah. in Mission. Yeah, Mission to, Mar- <laughs> Mission to Mars was what really rectified uh, space exploration in the in the public mind. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's what really spurred people to to go onward to Mars. Was that a theme park ride? Mission to Mars. Yeah, should have been. Yeah. Wait, Gary yeah. Sinise connecting the uh, DNA helix. Wait, that wasn't the Marky Mark one then, right? No. Weren't they going what to the try and get Matt, the Marky Matt Mark Damon? One? Marky Mark in the Funky Bunch, the the movie in the I'm, Mars. Uh, they saved his ass. I'm way off course what, right what, now. Was that Red You're Planet? Talking about no, Red. The Planet Red Planet's of the a Apes Val movie. Kilmer movie. He's okay, that's Kilmer. Oh. Are, you, are, you, are you seriously talking about Planet of the Apes? No, no. What's the the fucking Mark Wahlberg movie with the, Planet the, of the that wasn't the one like with I'm Ice Perfect show. Storm? That uh, wasn't distant. the one with Ice Cube, Ghosts of Mars. Uh, uh, no, oh, is this a thing? Oh, <laughs> no, it's the other guy. They're all the same to me. Damn white people. Hold on, I gotta know who who do you think you're describing when you say Mark Wahlberg? Is it Ben Affleck? Uh, what was the most recent one with the shit potatoes? The Mar- uh, the Martian with Matt Damon? There we go. Same difference. <laughs> oh, okay. See, Marky, I, oh, Marky Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are little, literally decades in between The Martian and Planet of the Apes. So, I don't... I never claimed to be a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> and you're living up to that reputation. Indeed. David. Okay, after that lengthy prologue, welcome to... What is this show, Sean? TB4C. <laughs> Welcome to TB4C. <laughs> Hashtag text now with your host, Sean Nasty. Yay. Yay. No applause. Cut no. the applause. No. Uh, returning guest, John Sappy. Sappy. Thank you. Thank you. Too hot in the cans. Well, you got the control, no, okay. man. And then Jason. Hello. Jason, last name indeterminate. <laughs> Ornellis. Oh. Ornellis. I'm on, say, Jewel of Orleans. Okay. And Sarah, the Marp Marples. What's up? See? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I have to Get say, her. in every circumstance, I probably deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, this woman! Shame. Remember, she's walking in the hallway. Shame. People just pelting her. That's his Game of Thrones. Shame. Right. Boom. Okay. We do need a shame bell for Sarah. Mm. Jason, don't they, are you don't taking they do leaves? <laughs> don't they throw wet leaves on. at the shamed? Or is that wet leaves? That, yeah, right? They rang a bell. Are you thinking of uh, a like, Is that that Marky house? Mark movie? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Where they soaked him with wet leaves. <laughs> wet leaves of, wet <laughs> leaves of Mars. Well, it's the moisture. You're supposed to hit him in the face. I don't know. So you you got to moisturize when you're on Farnham. Aloe leaves? Is that... Sorry, That's I'm still no. thinking Super. about Sarah as like a Muppet character who just says, Mark, Mark, Mark. I guess more of like a Pokemon. Uh, Pretty much okay. it. Uh, yeah. Beaker. Pokemon. Jason, would you describe Sarah yeah. as Pokemon-esque or non-Pokemon-esque? She's, she's a Pokemon's. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Embodying multiple characteristics? Yep. 
She uh, she's all. She, what's her type? Much it. She's a muppet. What's her, <laughs> what's her type? Yeah. Hold on, type, hold on. We gotta give her a chance there. Rebuttal. I am open to any of that. Yes. <laughs> she's open to muppetry. She's decided to take all punches tonight. <laughs> just just wait till later. <laughs> so Jason, I asked this of all the um, guests on the show who I just automatically label super fans yeah. the show. <laughs> oh, love it. What is your relationship to the show? Or, let's be honest, to me. Mm. Uh, Sean Nasty to is both audio wallpaper. I'm just here. He's the soothing essence <laughs> that calms the, the whirlwind of Wheeler. He's the pack mule keeping, <laughs> us, moving, keeping us moving forward as I stumble. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, no. Long, yeah, time, long time fan. Super fan, you might say. Longtime super fan. I believe the reason you're here is that I cornered you at work and said, <laughs> come on the show. Right, after a lengthy Star Wars day. Oh, that's right. We had a, a somewhat productive, somewhat... It was like a UN summit for... Semi-polite conversation. For Star Wars, like <laughs> apologizing for George Lucas and sort of coming to terms with what he did. That's oh, kind yeah. of Wheeler's yeah. bread and butter. Right, right. yeah. Right. I, I'm a big... I could be a that's professional right. apologist. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you apologized to... For George Lucas? I apologize to George Lucas uh, you on have, behalf you, of the fans. You obviously haven't been listening to What Were We Watching with uh, Cam Seamer and Eric Ambler. I did that's, not catch that's that That's our other podcast that we're on every other <laughs> yeah, week. Apparently we're taking that over now, too. <laughs> so is there um, something in particular, a certain way you'd like to leave your mark on this show, Jason? Let's find out. Right? Or on this planet, Jason? That's so, that's such a... Moving on, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> what, is is, this... what is your connection to this thing called TB4C? Um, well... Deeply emotional. Deeply emotional, because right. uh, Sean Nasty, a.k.a. Eeyore, that's how you <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, we have a, a very strong bond when we cross each other in the uh, equipment room. I've noticed that uh, um, Sarah is one of those rare creatures, the Sean Nasty partisan. She's all about the big nasty. Uh, Pretty much. She, she, in fact, gave me my favorite review we've ever received of the show, which was something along the lines of, I talk too much. And I said, I talk too much? She said, yeah. I said, on my own show? She said, yeah. Well, it's almost to the point that uh, Sean is the shadow that occasionally mm. chuckles or... You know, it's that's too that. much he's, for me. He's yeah. the he's the Glenn or he's the guy in the window of your Tom Green. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's giving Eric a lot of credit. I know, right? <laughs> I was just thinking about like the fat kid pressing his face up to the window, that's, like the chocolate store. That's more me. I, right. I, I buy gear so I can have friends. Right, that's your breath on the window. <laughs> Which is funny because you don't seem like a guy who desires friendship. No, not at all. It, you seem like a real self-sufficient dude. It, um, my human interactions must be extremely um, structured. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, everything must revolve around um, an exit plan. So <laughs> I, um, I just realized you are like the uh, more rustic version of Principal Skinner. <laughs> I'm failing to follow there's that. A, there's a line of his I think about all the time, which I guess isn't that funny, but I think it's hilarious, where he's talking to someone. I don't remember what the point of the uh, scene was, but they're discussing something, and then the person's like, what about this? And Principal Skinner says, anything to end this unstructured conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that applies to your life pretty well. Certainly an apt analogy, yeah. yeah. Like, I, yes, I'll move to Alaska and work on a fishing ship if I can get out of this conversation. <laughs> That's kind of why I did it. <laughs> I am getting an image of every t every conversation I've had with you 
always involved you backpedaling. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of retconning going on in the conversation. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, I got a lot of ass to cover. What Sean doesn't know is that I have a friend who's basically him. Mm-hmm. And is uh, it Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. I, right. We're gonna get there. Is this a right. Tyler Durden thing? Do I have <laughs> close? It's close. I have a friend who who's works on a ship mm. and uh, <laughs> and he kind of takes a similar approach to social situations so I feel very calm is he like a nuclear submarine captain does he have he's, his finger on the button he's a mechanical engineer on boats mm. on yeah. boats like that's, in a ship room that's a good oh, gig okay. yeah, yeah. is it I don't know anything about oh, yeah. Yeah. boat hierarchy like mar- mariner school or maritime cal, he goes sea to mariner? Cal, cal maritime cal, cal maritime that's it Which is, wait a minute is your fr- is your friend Prince Namor, a.k.a. Sea Mariner. Yes. Oh. Underwear and all. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird to discover someone in 2016 who was like a big Sea Mariner fan? I don't gonna, know what that is. Is it, it the football team? Submariner. Sub, oh, excuse me. Sub Mariner. Mm. He, was, he was the Marvel answer to Aquaman. Oh, and really? They needed an answer? They, yeah. Wow. Very strange character, weird underwear. You could mm. like play him in one of the... Um, Marvel uh, Alliance pinball. Well, game, right? no, it was, a, it was like a, it was a one of the arcade games with four players. You know, oh, like the oh, Marvel yeah. vs. Capcom. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you had like Hawkeye. He was one of like third stringers, then, I'm sure. He total third stringer. But something you could afford to put in a video game. Yes. Mm. Well, it's like imagine Aquaman if he was like a hateful aristocrat, <laughs> and that's Submariner. I don't know anything about Aquaman other than he's like you know the leftover. I think the, you know enough. That, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, you want to you want to introduce us all to Aquaman? What's his deal? What's his shtick? So my introduction nemesis? to Aquaman was through Entourage. <laughs> yep. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, wow. I know many he, young women. He, <laughs> <laughs> he talks to animals, and I believe one of the jokes on The Martian mm-hmm. um, is how can Aquaman talk to fish if uh, or dolphins because they're mammals mm-hmm. when he right. can only talk to fish. So. That's that's all I know. You're missing the point. I, I feel like I brought up a very good point. It's that the circle around was the point. That, mm. That's more about Aquaman than I knew before she started talking. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. once this again, is, sort of what's his consequence? Well, this is yeah. revealing a lot about our understanding of aquaculture, <laughs> I think. I think aquaculture is actually a different thing that than you're making it very out to different be. thing. <laughs> it is. That's a little wordplay for the fans at home. <laughs> So we are all uh, no culture. No, they're all. What did I call them? Pudding-headed pig fuckers. Yeah, those are the fans of this show. Wow, which is super fans. Yeah, which is why we continue our ongoing effort to get all of our fans on the show at some point. (laughs) I mean, the ultimate apology. I think we uh, filtered through the fans pretty quickly. Now we're into the also rands, the The, availables, the people you threatened me to. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're we're definitely getting into um, uh, what's coercion. At this mm. point, it's yeah. just sort of a coworker orsion. It's not even veiled threats anymore. Yeah, it's do this or something bad will happen to you. Like a chain letter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like like. Uh, oh yeah, that's a that's a really effective scam too. Chain lettering. <laughs> yeah. Does it actually? As like, are people actually really getting well, duped I guess by I don't chain know, letters? Actually. Well, no one. What's the point? Uh, someone starting a chain letter. What is their in game? In the in the world of email, it's stupid. It's just wasting time. Before that, when chain letters were actually sent through the mail with stamps, the whole thing was like you send you know so many letters, and then everyone sends you a dollar, yeah. and then they send out so many letters, and everyone sends them a dollar. It's just like a giant pyramid scheme, essentially. Yeah. I'm Mr. Happy. Do you want to be happy just like me? Exactly. Send 
one dollar to this address. Yep. Oh, well, that sounds actually perfectly reasonable to me. Yeah. I mean, people play. It's the same as buying a lottery. I was ticket. about to say people play like, scratcher tickets. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, which brings into question. You just have too much money, I guess. Why stuff like that gets passed around Facebook? Like, what's the benefit? Well, everyone everyone thinks or everyone hopes there's like a, a shortcut to having money or success or happiness mm. or whatever it is. And the it's secret. like, well, what do I have to lose? It's only a dollar. I only play it once every day for 50 years. Yeah. All <laughs> exactly. I have to do is copy and paste the status to my friends. Right. <laughs> and everyone thinks I'm a good person. It's yeah. so easy. My... That Facebook can't steal my pictures if I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let I... it be known. I do not give Facebook my permission. <laughs> I think the point of that one was to just show how many people don't look anything up on their own. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Which is just great. There's got to be someone in the room just like laughing and all oh, the yeah. outrage of... Uh, Facebook should yeah. just yeah, install Mark Zuckerberg. They should just install a uh, Snopes button. Us. So whatever a, what? a Snopes button. Oh, so oh, every post yeah. that yeah, comes right? up, you can just hit the Snopes button and remind them that that exists. Basically, just goes nope. You yeah. don't want to inform the people. <laughs> Why would you do that? What's no? They're on the internet to not be informed. Let me uh, let me bend your mind right now, Sean. So I had a, a uh, an acquaintance of mine from high school posted some story. I think it was some political story about. Obama is a secret Muslim or whatever it was. We're not so, allowed to talk politics. Yet. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so Obama secret Muslim. went to Benghazi and was converted. Benghazi. Benghazi. Um, anyway, it was some sort of inflammatory political article. And then someone posted the Snopes story, hmm. the Snopes article, debunking it, being like, hey, this isn't like, just so you know and are not making a fool of yourself, this is not true. This has been debunked like it's, it's hooey. And her response was, well, Snopes is just a website. <laughs> it's like well, that's what, when they block you and unfriend you. What can you yeah. say at that point? Yeah. Like if it's you, like, well, that's that's their opinion. Like that's no, the yeah. sort of the opposite of an opinion. Although, who really is Snopes? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you then you open up the possibility of like, well, what is knowledge? Exactly. What is true and what's not? And how right. can you disprove anything? Apparently, when they compared Wikipedia to Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia mm. Britannica, uh-huh. they were both had the same amount of accuracy. Mm. They were both about fifty percent right. Who oh, says that? <laughs> yeah. Who did that research? Um, I can't quote it. I no. probably Snopes. Probably Snopes. Well, it was probably just a website. It, it, it was this guy. Yeah. Text before yeah, calling. Brought to you by Snopes.com. <laughs> <laughs> Snopes located. Snopes away your dream. <laughs> Steven Shiva, editor in chief of Snopes, write to him at five zero on Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Care of Fred Sheba. <laughs> You'll be greeted at the door by Fred. Uh, horrible people. So if you want to see the majesty of the human brain in action, you need a saw. something like that. You need a saw, and you need to find somebody who believes in the flat earth theory. Mm. I actually realized recently that I know people in my personal life who are flat earthers. Wow. Wow. I think Carolina. I know who you're talking about. That's incredible. I think, incredible. You, I think, I think I you do know. I thought <laughs> you told me. I thought that way of thinking died at this long ago. I was informed I, I, about I thought, this today. It, it well, has come back. Wait, allegedly. Yes, we are. Allegedly. Right Sean, girth of the earth, flat earther. <laughs> 2,000 years ago, nobody thought that anymore. But apparently some people still really believe flat but, earth. My favorite thing is the responses to evidence that does not use as evidence. Well, I know that's a confusing thing to say, mm-hmm. but someone refuting a GoPro because they're like, 
I know you guys think the Earth is round because a GoPro makes it look round, <laughs> but if you fix the like the lens, it's actually flat. Oh man! As the, if the, that's the evidence people the are hinging on. Completely concocted science God. that comes right. out of these this people. Is, it's this just is just so like a great. subreddit of people just like believing that the Earth is. Oh yeah. They, they, no, really are it literally is a subreddit. <laughs> My friend oh. <laughs> delved into it this week and was telling me like everything that they believe. Just the world like, is a flat disc that uh-huh. they call the Earth disc, <laughs> and and the Why poles. Don't we poles. I want a Technically, there are not poles. The Earth disc at its edges is surrounded by an ice wall. Yep, mm. and a bunch yep. of penguins. Yeah, they're all there. <laughs> I love the ice wall. Just like that Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, <laughs> because it could it, just drop oh, off. That would be illogical. There's an ice wall mm-hmm. that keeps right. you in. You yeah, had right. to think this that these, Thrones, the people right? who <laughs> the people who believe that beforehand saw the Truman Show and like shat themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just incredible. I, I told you. I told you. Yeah. And then but, a door opens. <laughs> but then shouldn't it take? Longer to go around Antarctica than it does. Let's to. not ask questions. <laughs> Let's not ask real because they're questions. not good at answering them. Uh, That's funny because I always think about like uh, a movie like The Truman Show or something like Benghazi, where I watch this and I'm like, yeah, like they're taking a lot of liberties with the truth, but it's a movie and like you know you can take these liberties for dramatic effect and it's fine. People know it's not real, and then I'm reminded of stuff like this and like. No, I don't, don't know. Maybe people should be more responsible. <laughs> as, as someone who was raised by movies and television, I would uh, beg to differ. I, I think that's just powerful to, be a, to people. Yeah, man. They're that, like, I saw the Truman Show. I know it's real. Yep. Yeah. I've learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. Most of my, although I can blame most of my stupidity on movies. So that's. I How would you define stupidity? Uh, I guess that's more ignorance than yeah, stupidity. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, because um, I know a lot of educated people who are dumb as fuck. Yeah, yeah. and I know a lot of very <laughs> smart people who don't have a lot of knowledge. Yeah. But totally. they're able to acquire stuff. If they had the interest or the drive, they could be very knowledgeable. And some of us have neither, so. I think you're describing <laughs> a few people in this room. Out? I think those people just have heart. I think those and two they people come are together and they record a podcast. <laughs> that's, that's our pudding-headed pig fucker listeners. I think those two people have locked eyes across this what, room right so, now, Sean. So what are the... What are the what exactly are the ramifications of being a pudding pudding head? A pudding head. A pudding no, well, let's just go, start with the pudding head. Is is that what we're officially calling our listeners, the pudding heads? I'm just hearing yeah. it in yeah. Cosby speech. The pudding. <laughs> the pudding. The pudding. The pudding. That's a whole different connotation. Yeah, that's a whole different kind of pudding there. Nice little rapey uh, <laughs> patina to the whole thing. Two hundred and forty dollars. Imagine a brain that's just kind of mulch. Okay. Just kind of muddy. It's like a it jelly. It smells like yeah. mulch too. Sort of like imagine okay imagine a development track, like you have a house you have the uh, the bones of the house you get the wood frames you have the cement for the driveway but it's not set yet and then it's just abandoned, okay yeah. and then vagrants come in and raccoons come in and they muck it up mm-hmm. and it gets all muddy and the house starts to collapse and the concrete you know has all these weird I already forgot de- what he's talking about these dead raccoon skeletons he's talking about in them. the Amish. Oh, and that's sense. the brain, the mind of our listener. Okay. Oh. It's an abandoned housing tract. Right. Which is kind of muddy, and pudding-headed right. pick fuckers. Okay. The pick fuckery is just sort of, um, that's just an insult. Right. That's just a personal attack. Right. That, that just speaks to their low moral compass. I think it's a very good um, insult. Goes. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman called someone the pig fuck once, I think. Yes. Mm. That was yeah. one of the highlights of that film. Uh, Does anyone well, know? Uh, Charlie Wilson's War? Oh, well, I was thinking of the master when he calls someone a pig fuck. You, you're right. Yeah, he did so, call him a pig fuck. Not R.I.P. Right? Everyone take a shot for Philip Seymour Hoffman calling uh, someone a pig fuck. Amen. We weren't talking about the Howard Stern movie? It's empty. 
<laughs> That's pig vomit. That's mm. pig. And I like that movie. Yeah, well, it's about the only thing I like about it. I like Stern in doses, but yeah. the movie I think kind I, of. Warms I like my Sarah's heart. plaintive little uh, soliloquy there, going. <laughs> Can I, I drank all me? my whiskey. A voice in the dark. It's empty. That's because uh, Wheeler's being sexist. What? What's sexist about that? <laughs> a voice Denying in the, the woman the booze. No, I, oh, no, the booze I actually <laughs> drank the booze. The booze is free flowing. <laughs> so, speaking of the booze and the plaintive voices inside of all of us, uh, we are moving on from the, I would say, most omnipresent, most well-known Canadian whiskey there is, Crown Royal. Crown Royale. My second favorite. Now, would you not say it's more popular than Canadian Club? Um, yeah, Canadian Club's a more old-school one, I think. Let's go around the room. Jason, what do you think of, if I say Canadian whiskey beyond Wolverine? Uh, the Crown Royal is all I got, man. Sappy? I wouldn't know where to start. Probably. Yep. Sarah? Uh, hooch. Hooch. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Turner and. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so Crown Royal, I, I had no time for this, Sean. I had no respect for it. Hmm. Still not doing anything for me, this no. regular Crown Royale. But we're moving on to its little cousin, Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye. Named by this lunatic, demonic-looking individual <laughs> named Jim Murray in his 2016 Whiskey Bible, which I hold in my hand. This Dan Brown as character. The best. Yes. It does look like a Angels Dan Brown and demons and gems. <laughs> uh, he called Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye the best whiskey in the world for this year. Irrespective of price, the best whiskey you could possibly buy. Did he say specifically how you are to consume it? I've heard people. What do you mean, like neat versus rocks versus whatever? Yeah, I've heard people say that there needs to be a certain amount of water or ice mixed in with whiskey to give it the proper flavor releasing juiceness. Um, as someone who is uh, just making his first baby steps in the whiskey tasting world, gotcha. I can tell you that um, as with anything else, movies, wine, mm. women, um, one size does not fit all. Mm. So some you things. That a little smaller than the rest. Because they should be. Um, (laughs) No, but there's some whiskeys where water really opens it up and Mm. you get more aromatics and uh, deeper flavor, and some where it just dilutes it. Like He's the, still talking about women. I'm still talking about women. <laughs> some some women you just you, you want to put underwater. You really want to drown them. Tell me about oh it. Yeah. And other women you um. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> uh, yeah, other women you just want to set them free. <laughs> set them on fire. Are you white fanging me? Get out! Get out! <laughs> um, Sarah is surrounded by a bunch of sweaty dudes right now, circling the wagons. It's for your protection, Sarah. It's more like the wolves circling around. Oh. <laughs> I made a funny. Sarah, what would you say or do before being torn apart by wolves? Liam Neeson help. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's respectable. But yeah, if there's a Neeson around, if you definitely want to call him in. Are there lesser Neesons? Um, I'll take Not any Neeson any if I'm being name. attacked by a wolf. God, I wish I was his son so I could call my biography Children of a Lesser Neeson. <laughs> that's perfect. I, I would co-author it with my sister. I want to say that, that Jim Murray, auth- author of the Whiskey Bible, looks like he lost his job and just started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, so his only credit is Raging Alcoholic to yeah. write this book. I don't, Isn't that every credit for writing? Yeah. I don't think there's yeah. any food or wine or whiskey or spirits drinker or critic who's like in great shape. They all look <laughs> pretty weathered. Yeah. 
even the guys who just do food, it's like they gotta consume seven thousand calories a day. Yeah, you can't be a critic unless you hate yourself. So that's oh, you know. good point. Well, that's a a bit of a more broad definition. I want to read to you his um, overheated prose about this, though. I like it, but it is uh, it's it's a little sweaty. It's a little sticky. Will this be your first adventure into? Into what? Into this new whiskey. It is, yeah. I, I, as you can tell, it's got a little plastic on it. I've been waiting for you, Sean. Yay. All of you, my life. You broke your seal for me? Waiting for this moment. I've been waiting. <coughs> According to Jim Murray, the rye is not just profound and three-dimensional, but has that extraordinary trick of allowing new elements to take their place. Rarely does Olmo honey ring a bell for anyone? No, I do. Olmo what? honey and Mankua honey link arms when rye is around, but they do here. Yet never for a second diminish the sharpness and presence of the grain. Salivating and sensual on delivery. Jesus. Hardly, I told you, this is erotic <laughs> stuff. Sensual on delivery. Hardly for a second are we not reminded that rye is at work here. And it makes itself heard loudly through the stiff backbone. From which all the softer sugary notes emanate. Crunchy and at times bitter. Though in pleasant, controlled way from the grain. Rather than a questionable cask. Sean, questionable cask. Fall Burnets. Mm, I question every cask I saw. I wonder if he was drunk when he was writing this. Yeah, I feel like this... Or he was paid by the word. I want this on my tombstone. He's a Dickens. <laughs> Quieten, what a quiets, Dickens. I can't pronounce this. Quietens rapidly. Quietens rapidly. Does that mean it gets quiet? Eric Wheeler, 1987 to 2017. Quieted rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> Though only for a moment... Or two before the spices begin to pulse again, Jesus. and vanillas take up their comfortable positions. I'm not making any of this up. This is all from I feel the like Bible. I, need a cigarette. So, yeah. I think he had a ghost yeah, rider in this. This is know. the kind of whiskey you <laughs> oh, dream of dropping <laughs> yeah. into your tasting room. Rye, that most eloquent of grains. Is this written by the Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> this is so erotic. <laughs> to start Jesus, off, as this was a fan fiction before it <laughs> became yeah. a public work. To start off as like a yeah, port fan fiction and mutated into. It's Canadian. actually a, a slash. Wonder if the whiskey induces another whiskey. <laughs> 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 not just not just turning up the charm and enthrall, but to also take us through a routine which reaches new heights of beauty and complexity. This is his uh, this is his finishing shot here. To say this is a masterpiece is barely doing it justice. Wow. What? <laughs> Look, okay, hold on, hold on. On that, yeah, on that note, yeah, let's yeah, try. Yeah. Bottoms up. A masterpiece yes, in your mouth. This is for you, Jim. Uh, it's all for you. Oh, that's the best best whiskey in the world. Easily. Actually goes a lot smoother down than the It's great. It's not it's, it's not sarcastic when you quietening it, as fast no, no. as I thought it would. <laughs> uh, no, I mean who knows? I've I've tried Jim Murray maybe stand corrected. Seven whiskeys in my entire life. Mm -hmm. It's good. I definitely yeah. like it. I think it deserved half half of what you just said right now. <laughs> I would yeah. I would yeah. tone it down by twenty percent. Exactly. There was just, nothing pulsating, but No. Oh, I'm feeling the vanilla pulsating in the back of my throat right now. That that vanilla? marriage of honey. Oh, it's it's coursing through my body as we speak. I can barely constrain myself from taking another sip. I do like the the lightness and the sort of sweetness, but yeah. that's why I like Canadian. I feel my lips quivering as I approach <laughs> the dram. Uh no, yeah. I think it's He's really nice. Every Canadian. <laughs> because you you take it in, you take it all in, it's oh, yeah. soft, <gasps> pillowy, you're like, oh, that's smooth, and then you get that little burn at yeah. the end. Still less of a burn than the other one. No, definitely, but you the rye's so? like, hey. Yeah. 
Wait, what's the difference between rye and whiskey? So bourbon, for instance. Bourbon has to be 51% corn. Yeah. Mm. So corn's just kind of soft. Choice of grain. Yeah, gotcha. it's all about the mash bill. Oh, so it's like actually grain or yeah. rye grain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As opposed to corn. Oh, okay. So there are different whiskeys around the world. So like there's single malt scotch, which is they don't use, they use barley yeah. typically. Yep. They don't use, or don't use corn. So it's not bourbon. All scotches are whiskeys. All bourbons are whiskeys. Not all bourbons are scotch. No, no bourbons, obviously, are scotches. It gets a little confusing. Uh, but basically, whiskey war. is a square is a rhombus, but a rhombus isn't a square. <laughs> no, not actually. A scotch and a bourbon are whiskey, but they're not the same thing. Understood. Does that make sense? Different, yeah. Whiskey different is just a big tent that they're all hanging out on. Rhombus and a rectangle, like an umbrella, and then a rhombus and a rectangle. Out. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Does it? I yeah. Venn diagrams. And hey, you know what? Yeah. Geom- you know what? Just go with it. Not my thing. <laughs> Shapes are better than numbers. I wish I had some uh, Rasta phrases to throw out here. Rude boy. That's all I know. <laughs> can, yeah. we, can we say the F word? Infama. Which F word? We the Fontaine. We're dropping Fs. The Fontaine. <laughs> yeah. He's been dropping Fs? Yeah. I got to say, Jim was right. I want to fuck this whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Again, the uh, the bottle it comes in is just hysterical to me. This looks like something that you'd see like in a gypsy movie in the 1930s. Uh, wait, it's the very same as the other bottle. Yeah, I know. I'm saying the bottle. The crown, crown royal. royal bottle is so cheesy to me. That's uh, part of the reason crown. I can't take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's, it looks like perfume. Wait, what were you saying, It does. I mean, it's meant to... Form a crown in a way. That's what the design is. We evoke a crown. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Saying I, it's, I'm not agreeing that it's not. Now we got a crown royal apologist. Who royal Who said it was uh, like perfume? I did. It looks okay. like a perfume. Bottle. It really does. It does. Yeah. I agree. But it looks like it should have a little atomizer on the yeah, top. Yeah, one of those novelty Absolutely. ones that you can't actually buy. But right, and your skin's store. just burning. Oh, a spritzer. One of those. Uh, they they spray you down as you walk through the mall, and you just want to punch them in the face. But yeah. Sorry. What was this accent you were doing? Some Angry. Getting your eye. <laughs> yeah, that was like... Angry goes East Coast, Irish man. American or something. That's where I am. They come, <laughs> come to our malls. <laughs> they atomize the malls. They atomize us in the malls. They atomize us in the streets. They atomize us in our car. What are we going to do? Yeah, that's that's as emotional as I get. They atomized the teenagers, and I said nothing, for I was not a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> they atomized uh, the Circuit City employees, and I said nothing. Because they went out of business. But oh. they're coming. Wait, is it Circuit City? I think they are coming back. Oh, really? Are they? How? I think hipsters Why? are resurrecting. I swear to God, this Why? is a story. Hipsters have no money. Some hipsters yes, have they a do. lot of money. In not all they do. I, <laughs> not the ones I'm There's a certain <laughs> status Those of posers, hipster then. oligarch, the hipster aristocracy, who do have a lot of money and okay. just spend their life doing what yeah. I wish I could do, just enjoying life. Or they spend Eating, all of their drinking. disposable income. They may yeah, not be yeah. rich, mm. but everything yeah. they have goes to the style. Yeah, well, you that, can't live in Silver Lake and not have some money. Like, that's like the middle class hipster. There's a true class of hipster of like the scions of billionaires and millionaires, and they really just have money to burn. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think these are the motherfuckers who are resurrecting Circuit City. For what purpose? I don't know. Because fries pissed them off. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go to a store and have like three options for electronics. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure at one point in their life they're like, man, I need a microwave and I need a Blu-ray of Minions <laughs> and I need a new washing machine. And Amazon well, is just too easy. <laughs> I want to drive somewhere. Right. I don't but want fries choices. fries does all of that and they prize match. What do you guys um, think about fries? Let's go around the table. Big Nasty? Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I was... I'm not normally... Uh... Thank you for cutting him yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> You're not normally what? A fries guy? Yeah, not normally. Not no. a fry head? No. You're a Best Buy Ian? Are you a Circuit City uh, patron? I'm an Amazon. I'm I'm lazy. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this stuff. I don't stuff. know if it's lazy at that I point. I have an Amazon credit card, so you're preaching Damn. to the choir. Mm-hmm. You're earning them points. That's right. All about those points, son. But you're, you're a Circuit City uh, devotee, I'm guessing. See, all the places I went to died within mm-hmm. the past five five Whoa. or so years. I don't know. Very yeah. sad. Was this before the weight loss? Amazon killed me. <laughs> this is what cost my weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> you just never recovered. Nah. He's just I couldn't wandering get my, the streets uh, looking for a place to were, buy his electronics. It was my home. I would go in there. I wouldn't leave for hours. Sometimes people would mention Sam Goody to him, and he just collapses <laughs> in hysterics. Sam Goody. So, wow. Jason? Uh, I like fries when you need shit now. And usually, yeah, they yeah. do price match, so you can get away with it. But, I mean, you there's much better stuff online. Newegg and Amazon. The Marp? I agree with Jason, but there's still a fondness because I bought my very first laptop at Aww. Fry's. It was a Fujitsu. <laughs> right. And he's grown so much. It, it now belongs to my stepmother, who seems to keep, keep it working. Windows XP. <laughs> Keeping it, I'm imagining it's on, like, life support. Like It pretty much is because I stopped using it when lines started to appear in the screen. <laughs> and she seems fine with it. Like Matrix vertical lines? Yeah, this was, yeah. like, back in... 2008. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You you kids don't understand the the crap we had to deal with with uh, technology. Yeah. Sometimes I forget you're like 800 years old. Yeah, man. man. The, seeing seeing everything rise from the uh, the DOS computers that yeah. we were dealing with. I, yeah. Sean is an ent. Is that what's going on? <laughs> well, I mean, imagine <laughs> Sean in the back of like. I'm a Highlander. <laughs> there can be only one. Working like some bread mill in uh, you know the Netherlands <laughs> in the 1400s. Mm. It's not a bad gig. With a big no, not broad sword. <laughs> Having to run DOS commands. Sean, <laughs> Sean can see the future and he can live forever, but he can't affect anything, so he's just waiting for the Industrial Revolution. Is that, <laughs> is that a Dorian Gray thing? Could Who? he affect stuff? Dorian, no, Dorian Gray was about his, his painting own. Aged. Is that Fifty yeah. Shades painting of Gray? Age, Fifty Shades of Dorian shit. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> the League of Extraordinary Genitals. <laughs> the League of Extraordinary Grays. <laughs> oh, Featuring gray Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that movie's a gem. Which one? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh. LXG. Do you know that's the reason why Sean Connery retired? Yes. Really? That <laughs> one movie? That's great. So that's what I heard. I do you, heard. Do you know the bigger story, though? I think it was something about he was with um wanting, he was optioned to be on Lord of the Rings, and he actually thought LXG was a better script. <clears throat> Wait, and did you just say wow. LXG? I did, because hmm. I watched that movie. And um, <laughs> LXG. Yeah, Let's LXG. not forget yeah. that it's an Alan Moore comic. It is an Alan Moore comic. But so Sean Connery, after that movie flopped, pretty much said, I'm not allowed to choose my own movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened. The story I've heard that I really enjoy and hope is true, but is much more elaborate, is uh, he was offered The Matrix, read it, said, I don't get it. <laughs> the huge the Fishburne? Uh, I think that was, so. I would that was actually that, yeah. the lo- what I heard that Who version of that was the Lotor that he was offered Gandalf and he had well, no and idea. Then he was offered okay. Lord of the Rings, said, I don't get it. Well, <laughs> it was I mean, a huge hit. it's around the same time. Matrix was 99, right. Lord of the Rings was mm-hmm. 2000. I mean, the point is that he didn't get it. So there were two in a row where he said, I don't understand this, this seems weird. And they were huge hits. And he was like, fuck, maybe my radar is like, you yeah. know, broken. He's maybe gotten I old. Just, yeah. He said, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe I just don't get what's a hit with people anymore. Maybe I'm too old. And then he got the script for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He said, I don't get it. I'll do it. <laughs> and it was a disaster. And to oh, his credit, man. he said, okay, that's three strikes in a row. Like, I'm done. Wrap it up. Mm. I just don't understand popular culture anymore. Certainly respectable. Well, he certainly got it with The Rock. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah, what if that was his swan song? I, yeah, Might be. I, I seem to recall it would have been a great The one. Rock. 
No, no, I'm I saying like, it. what if that was the last movie you did? He could have went real, out on a good note. I don't yeah. feel like a lot of actors go out on the high point. Like, you know, if Gene Hackman had gone out on Royal Tenenbaums, how amazing would that have been? But he went out on Welcome to Mooseport. I hate Wes Anderson. Yeah, but you can't, you can't control that. I know, I know you can't. I know you can. I'm, I'm with you a little bit. I don't hate Wes Anderson, but I definitely think he keeps doing the same thing over and over again. Marples, re- rebuttal, response? <laughs> My response. Um, I enjoy his films for the most part, but I do think they're copies of each other. If I wanted to Fight. feel awkward, I would go out in public. Uh, and you sometimes do. Uh, what if I bring the public to you, Sean? Slightly less awkward. Which is what I've I done can hide tonight. This microphone. What do you think? World, just to let you know, Sean actually teaches. Sean, that Sean is, we he makes bleep, little Sean. We gotta bleep that out. Bleep it out. Bleep it out. Sean actually. <laughs> Sean, I, I think from the walk-in, I think you're doing a lot better than your neighbors. <laughs> oh, God. Drywall. They hate drywall. Drywall? We, there, is, there was a very strange conversation that. happening outside. You know. Let's, let's continue this conversation off mic. Just remember to text before I ain't got it, man. Bow. Chicka bow wow. <laughs> Sappy for the win. <laughs>